the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrip. Not budging for his reasoning of holding off pulling the trigger on a military action against Iran after Thursday's downing of an unmanned U.S. drone, President Trump today told reporters before leaving for Camp David he felt strikes that might have killed 150 Iranians would have been a not been would not have been a proportionate response. Everybody was saying I'm a warmonger, and now they say I'm a dove, and uh, I think I'm neither. You want to know the truth? I'm a man with common sense, and that's what we need in this country is common sense. Mr. Trump said he's not sure that Iran's downing of the drone was unintentional. Iran's reportedly waging a cyber, secure, a cyber campaign against the U.S. as tensions have grown between the two nations in the past several weeks. Activities including uh, sectors of the economy hacking into emails. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka just doesn't understand AOC. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, very peculiar interpretation of priorities inside a market economy. The argument is the following. Having a home is a right before somebody else makes a profit. Wow. Yeah, wow indeed. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Download the AM1280 The Patriot mobile app so you can listen to your favorite programs like Mitch Berg wherever you are. Faster loading, more social media links, and much more. Stay connected to your favorite station anytime, anywhere you are. Now let's take a look at your weather for the rest of the day. Mostly cloudy, high of 76. Tonight, showers and storms likely, a low of 65. Sunday, looks like more rain and storms, and a high of 76. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, Shot in the Dark Info. My air handle, the headliner, dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio for half a generation now and going on strong, heading on year 16 of dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio. Ergo, dominating every part of the Twin Cities media that matters. Speaking of Twin Cities, uh, if you're driving through uh, downtown Minneapolis, in addition to the ubiquitous construction, uh, traffic is going to be snarled up by uh, one of the great weekend rituals in the Twin Cities in the summer. This this weekend summer, every year for the past, I think since the uh, late 1970s, I believe, it's Pride Festival. It's uh, where the LGBTQ community gets together and celebrates itself uh, in the Loring Park neighborhood in Minneapolis. And with us... Uh, 
to uh, to talk about a, a, a little twist in the observance uh, from uh, the na- national coordinator for the, the Pink Pistols and the founder of Operation Blazing Sword. Aaron Paulette joins us live from uh, the Gun Owners Caucus booth at Pride Festival. Uh, Aaron, I've been an admirer of your work for years. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you here in the Twin Cities. You uh, normally, I believe, I forget where you're from originally, but uh, or normally, but uh, you are here in town to promote, uh, just to set the audience straight on things here, you're the National Coordinator for Pink Pistols, which is a national organization for LGBTQ Second Amendment advocates and self-defense advocates and Operation Blazing Sword, of which I'm less familiar, but uh, I'm part of the Gun Owners Caucus. We've been allied with the Pink Pistols for years. Uh, Aaron, let's just start things off today by, by telling us why you're in town and uh, give us a little bit of uh, background on yourself and Operation Blazing Sword. Oh, I'd be happy to. So I am here as a guest of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. I am at their booth. And so I'd like to thank them for having me. And uh, I am here to represent both Pink Pistols and Operation Blazing Sword. Now, Pink Pistols started about 20 years ago when it was observed that armed gays don't get bashed. That, that has been our tagline. And really, it was because of a story that appeared in a Washington, D.C. area newspaper. I don't remember which. But as the story goes, there were some gay men in the park and a truck full of uh, belligerent men uh, drove up, saw them, got out, and they were going to have some gay bashing when one of the individuals produced a gun and uh, the belligerent men decided they had somewhere else to be very rapidly. And so that was the genesis of the Pink Pistols, whereby queer people could defend themselves from violence by lawful gun ownership. And so there are 55 chapters across the country, and it's dedicated to not just Second Amendment activism, but also community, because unfortunately, gun ownership within the queer community is looked down upon. In fact, there are a lot of people who are within the gun closet, as we say, because being queer and owning a gun does result in a lot of social stigma. Uh, Curiously enough, and ironically enough, it's very similar to what would happen in the 70s and 80s when someone was outed as being gay, and they would suffer loss of social status, uh, relationships, maybe even jobs. Yeah, in fact... Oh, absolutely. No, I didn't mean... The was created to, to, to support them through that. Yes, I, I was going to say I didn't mean to interrupt there, but I was saying Mark Steiger, who's been the chairman of the uh, the, of the Minnesota chapter of Pink Pistols for years, has said on this broadcast in the past something I've heard from other gay Second Amendment and, and self defense advocates. It's actually harder to come out as a gun owner in the gay community than it is to come out as gay in the general straight community. I don't know what your observations been, but I imagine you've heard all yes. sorts of different reactions, Aaron Paulette. Yes, yes. That has absolutely been my experience, and that has been what people have told me, that for the most part, I mean, you're always going to have the outliers of extremely rude people, but for the most part, gun owners, they're saying, oh, okay, so if you come up to a, a gun owner as being gay, they'll basically shrug and say, well, okay, it's none of my business. Right. I'm not trying to get into your pants. Don't try to get into mine, <laughs> and that's great. Let's go shooting. Um, whereas with queer people, if you come out as being a gun owner, there's that, oh, my gosh, why do you have a gun? Why do you think you need a gun? Are you planning on using it? Or are you going to, to, to shoot people? Are you going to shoot yourself? Why do you need it? And it's just this, it's not just justification, it's fear. 
And there, there's a lot of this fear of the unknown that unfortunately has been going on for decades. That's absolutely correct. And, now, and, and yet, on the other hand, Aaron, I was out at Pride last year. I'll be out tomorrow. By the way, if you're out tomorrow, I'll look forward to meeting you there at the booth. I'll be volunteering. I will be here tomorrow as well. Excellent. I'll be looking forward to it, Aaron. Now, one of the things I've observed, and, and I was I was out there last year. It's the first time I'd ever been to Pride for any way, shape, and form. Uh, two observations I made, and as, a, as an enthusiastically straight male, I say, uh, paradoxically, it was probably the best place in the Twin Cities to meet gorgeous straight women, which you would not think would be the case, <laughs> but yet there it was. And second, I had, a lot more, I had a lot less trouble from the attendees at Pride last year than I expected. I heard stories about how, and seen how, uh, how the, the larger LGBTQ movement is, 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 is quite forthrightly anti-Second Amendment, anti-NRA. And yet I found that not only uh, were, was the, was the uh, reception a lot warmer than I expected, but in fact, a fair number of LGBTQ attendees we're fairly knowledgeable, committed, and very interested in what we're selling. What has been your observation, both at Pride this weekend so far in, in Minneapolis, and in your position leading uh, Blazing Sword and Pink Pistols nationwide, Aaron Paulette? Well, my experience with Pride has been in a booth. So I really haven't had a, a lot of the uh, experience of meeting people. They've been coming up and talking to me, and I've been having a great time there. Um, but my experience in general is that the terror attacks on Pulse were a transformative moment. I like to refer to it as our 9-11. And it was in that moment that we realized that people wanted to kill us, not just as individuals, but as a community, as a demographic. Uh, prior to Pulse, when someone was bashed, it was dismissed as, well, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time, or they shouldn't have hit on that guy or all sorts of victim-blaming. It, it was always individual in nature. But Pulse was, oh, wow. Some people just want us dead as a group. And that was a transformative moment when a lot of free people decided that perhaps they should uh, buy a gun and learn how to use it for self-defense. And that is actually how Operation Blazing Sword started. Just literally days after the massacre, I noticed this wonderful outpouring of support from gun owners who, you know, traditionally we've been taught that the stereotype of gun owners is they're conservative, um, heterosexual, typically male, typically older, and they hate gay people. That's what we've been told. But that's not what I saw. I saw these gun owners reaching out to the queer community and saying, I don't care who you sleep with or who you vote for or how you dress or what you have between your legs. What matters is that you are a human being. You have a right to life. Life is precious. And if you want to defend it, then I want to help you learn. And so Blazing Sword is a national charity. We're a 501c3 organization. And we are committed to helping the gun curious find training and education if they're not comfortable going to a gun store, going to a range, just with traditional means. And so we have we're close to 1,700 instructors. We're every single state in the country. We're every metropolitan area. And so if you go to our site and look at our map, you will find an instructor there who will be willing to take you to the range, and they will provide everything. They will provide the gun, the ammunition, the safety equipment, the targets. They will pay the range fees. So all you have to do is show up and learn. Absolutely. And hopefully 
and, and hopefully from that, they will be able to make an informed decision whether or not gun ownership is right for them. And if they decide it's not, well, then God bless. They have made an informed decision. But if they do, then we will help them with their first gun purchase, pick out what gun is right for them. And if they want to get a concealed carry permit, we will help them with the permit process. Last year at Pride, I heard, and I can't, I've not been able to confirm the numbers in the past year, but, but I was told they were out there that a surprisingly large number of LGBTQ people actually have carry permits. While the overall gun ownership figures are lower than the population at large, that actually carry permit figures are competitive to or perhaps in some ways greater than the general population. Have you seen numbers to that effect yet, Aaron Pallett? Um, I actually haven't seen numbers like that at all, but that is wonderful. I'm very pleased to hear that. I'll have to find that when I'm out and about tomorrow and see if I can can, uh, run that down before we talk tomorrow. I have to say this. By the way, someone who ticks off all four of the categories you mentioned, uh, white, male, conservative, and no longer in college, I I, got to say (laughs) that I was converted to some extent from being a general principled uh, supporter of the Second Amendment to someone who believed in armed self-defense for me personally. By a friend of mine who was gay and who was who had been bashed a few times too many, both, both living in rural rural America and San Francisco, and decided to gun up and and sort of had a long chat with me at one point and said, "Yeah, now it's time for me to strap up here as well and 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 be that deterrent." So, I, I I like to think I'm repaying a favor to the world by offering myself to to teach LGBTQ people uh, to make an informed decision on firearms. So, Aaron Paulette, I just like to say, closing the circle here for my own purposes. So, uh, what can people do to learn more about Flaming Sword uh, and and the Pink Pistols and and the need for Gun owners of all stripes, political, social, gender, whatever, uh, to get together and pull together in the same direction on this issue. Well, you can find out more about us on Facebook, and we have our own websites. So um, Pink Pistols is a group that you can request to join. It's a secret group because I don't require people to out themselves as members. Operation Blazing Sword has a page on Facebook. You can just search for either of those in the bar. Now, if you don't do Facebook, you can find us on the web at blazingsword.org and pinkpistols.org. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Aaron Paulette, uh, again, the founder of Operation Blazing Sword and the national coordinator for Pink Pistols. Pleasure to talk with you today. Looking forward to meeting you tomorrow at long last. Thanks for coming on the broadcast today and uh, enjoy Pride tonight. It's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to meeting you tomorrow. Thank you. Absolutely. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. uh, The broadcast continues. Uh, When we come back, let's talk a little bit about uh, some some of the things that are happening regarding the American university system. It's been a big couple weeks for restoring balance in the world uh, of secondary education. More of that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. At Walgreens, we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in-store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five-star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go-to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. 
Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. Last year, an Ohio judge awarded custody of a transgender teen to her grandparents rather than her parents because mom and dad didn't support her transition. British Columbia Supreme Court Justice found a girl's father guilty of family violence for going to the press after courts ordered that his daughter be allowed to start injections of male hormones. In fact, the judge even forbade the father from referring to his daughter as a girl and even from using her real name, the name he gave her. In other words, this judge has effectively forbidden this dad from even acknowledging that he has a daughter. Have we returned to the days of Noah and Lot as predicted in the Bible? This will blossom in the tribulation, but we are seeing shadows of that in this church age. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Need a roof? JTR Roofing. Need siding? JTR Roofing. How about windows? JTR Roofing. The name's not big enough. It should be JTR Roofing, Siding, and Windows. They'd rather have a name that's too small than a price that's too big. For a free estimate, go to roofwithjtr.com. That's roofwithjtr.com. We're surrounded by noise. Order today. Bombarded by information. Messages struggling to get attention. So many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that. But you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. By the way, we got some good news and we got some bad news on the uh, firearms, the Second Amendment issue. And uh, we'll come back to that in just a moment. Actually, no, I'm going to kick this off here real quick. On the one hand, as I reported a couple weeks ago on the broadcast, there is significant evidence out there that the Second Amendment movement is winning. It's not pretty. We're not winning everywhere. And the fact that we're not winning anywhere is a, everywhere is a symptom of the fact that we're winning so big in so many places. I mean, places like California, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, they are doubling and tripling down on gun laws because... The Second Amendment is doing so well throughout the rest of the country. Sometimes it's hard to tell when you go through sessions like we did in the Minnesota State Legislature this past session, but nationwide, things are going relatively well. And yet, uh, the big left culture war, one of its aims is to other, that's the term, to other people who aren't them, to other non-progressives, to make them not part of polite society. And one of those episodes of that othering happened this past, well, over the past year. Several months ago, David Hogg, who has become sort of the poster child for uh, gun victims and 
a very abrasive and titled and, and not especially intelligent one at that, who was by dint of his own grades from high school was completely unqualified to get into state college in Florida. But because he is a paid up servant, the big left, he got into Harvard. In the meantime, Kyle Kashuv, Kashuv, Kyle K, who survived the exact same shooting, but came out on the side of the right to keep and bear arms and the futility of gun control and preventing things like the massacre that killed 17 of his classmates and teachers was just denied his place at Harvard. And by the way, he wrote a fairly frank and forthright uh, Twitter uh, thread about the subject uh, this past week, 17 parts, I believe, in which he noted that Harvard has rescinded his acceptance uh, after three months after being accepted into Harvard's class of 2023. Harvard's decided to rescind the admission over texts and comments made nearly two years ago, almost a year before the Parkland massacre. Stuff that had nothing to do with violence, had nothing to do with any of the things that made him and his classmate David Hogg famous. And what it boiled down to is they wanted to, Harvard, being a fully employed tool of big left, wanted to make sure that anyone who came down the other side of big left, uh, the other side of big progressive, was othered, was cut out of the gene pool as far as higher education goes, or at least, quote, prestigious, end quote, higher education. To which I respond, good on you, Kyle. A degree that you would share with Matt Iglesias is an insult to you, Kyle Kashuv, a fine Kyle Kashuv, a fine, uh, a fine young man. You will do very, very well in life. Uh, more on higher education. We come back first. Let's go to St. Paul. Gary, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead. Oh, perfect segue. Uh, I don't know if David Hogg knew or if Protect Minnesota knew this, but over the last two weeks, 8,000, not 800, 8,000 kids over 10 days that's eight to 900 kids a day is, uh, per day shot firearms in an official high school sport. Holy 13, mackerel, there must have been carnage, blood in the streets. 13,000 kids in the state of Minnesota are on high school clay target teams. 360 different teams. Yeah. And, and, not, an injury in the, and not an injury in the history of the league. Yeah, these kids, by the way, are one of the great, it's the fastest growing sport in Minnesota high school sports. These kids are a credit to Minnesota's post-secondary -second, education system. I've met a number of them at a number of the rallies. The kids from the Blaine Trap team have become uh, minor celebrities in the local gun rights movement, deservedly so. And I, by the way, reading about the stories of, of college kids being intimidated by the agents of big left at universities and colleges around the country, I can't wait till these kids run into these other hamsters in America's post-secondary education institutions. <laughs> I wouldn't give uh, two cents for the chance. And I'm not talking about violence here. Of course no. not. These are the kids of the lowest risk in America. But just in terms of sheer character and ability to give much worse than they get, uh, rhetorically speaking, I can't wait till these kids get to school. Gary... <laughs> Uh, this it, it does me proud to see, and I know it does you as proud as well. You're heavily involved with High School Trap, and kudos to you as yeah. well for spreading the gospel. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. 651-289-4488. And I do 
look forward to seeing uh, the, the point that, that came out in an article in the Federalist uh, about a month and a half ago by uh, I'm blocking on the name. I'd have to look it up is that gun culture is winning just because the number of people who are involved in and accepting of gun culture has multiplied over the past 25 years, 30 years around the country, outside of the hardest blue areas like Minneapolis and St. Paul. It's been, uh, I mean, the acceptance of the right to keep and bear arms is far better than it was 30, 35 years ago. And it's scaring the bejeebers out of Big Left, and especially as regards the gun issue. And there's a reason that Big Left poured so much money into the likes of David Hogg and the checkbook advocacy groups that he represents, or for whom he is a figurehead and sock puppet, let's be honest. And that is, today's young people, people under the age of 25 or 30, are more accepting of the right to keep and bear arms than kids over the ages of 25 and 30. You'd never know that reading the mainstream media. You'd think that all the kids in America were lined up four square behind David Hogg with all of his Bloomberg billions behind him. Ain't necessarily so. Isn't so at all. Demographically speaking, the youngins today may be supporting Bernie Sanders for president to the extent that they can vote at all. But when it comes to the right and keeping bare arms, they are strictly hands off, all but the most deluded among them. And it's important that we spread that culture and and an appreciation for genuine freedom for all 10 amendments of the Bill of Rights, by the way, freedom of speech, religion, press, assembly, uh, right to keep and bare arms, uh, privacy, uh, security in your home, uh, right to fair trial, uh, judicial restraint, due process, all of those rights. Because there are those out there trying to train the younger generation to hate those things. Happened this past week, trying to run a society we, we see daily with the entitled cranks that make up way too much of the left, especially the, the part of the modern left that runs academia it makes it hard to try to run a civil society if you are, in fact, a conservative. They, the problem is not that they differ from you, but that they genuinely, truly hate you. And the idea of sharing a society with you if you are not just a conservative, but in fact, not far enough left. At a University of Connecticut, uh, really, uh, the uh, the the an anarchist group. And by the way, I hate it when they call themselves anarchists. They're not anarchists. They're maxarchists. They're, they're, they're people who, who favor maximum government power provided that they control it. They're not anarchists. They are maxarchists. Anyway, a quote anarchist end quote group promises to quote dox end quote students who join uh, the campus's conservative uh, organization. Oh, did I say University of Connecticut? No, this is the University of Texas. Message went out on social media, quote, hey, hashtag UT23, that's all of you kids at University of Texas, class of 2023 incoming, want to be famous? If you join uh, Young Conservatives for Texas or Turning Point USA, which are conservative organizations on the UT Arlington campus, you just might be. 
Your name and more could end up in an article like one of these, the tweet said, linking to previous doxing posts of conservative students at the school. So be sure to make smart choices at UT Orientation. This is in Texas, mind you, and I'm sure the same and worse happens in in progressive cesspools like Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, California, University of Minnesota, Twin Cities. You better acquiesce or we're coming for you. As Elvis Costello put it, you better shut up or get cut up. Great line. Horrible way to live. This fear that the the other side is is lurking out there trying to make your life a living hell for the committing the apostasy, the sin of apostasy, the sin of going against what the not even a majority but a loud, entitled, spoiled minority of bullies has decided you're supposed to believe. And so this is why this gives me heart, the notion that uh, so many of the next generation are broadly in support of the Second Amendment, and that we have kids like the various trap teams forming up around the state of Minnesota, kids who not only practice a sport that goes against the main, not the mainstream, well, the mainstream of academia, certainly, and a sport that so many of our ninny-ish social overlord class find so terribly threatening. And I think these kids, God willing, have a sense of character and commitment to principles, at least the ones I've met at the various rallies, especially the, the aforementioned Blaine Trap team, that I think they will be a formidable bunch of opposition to these vacuous, bullying little hamsters with these so-called anarchist groups. By the way, if you are a member or sympathizer with any of these, quote, anarchist groups, end quote, comma, I'd love to have you. You can tell I do too much voice to text. Uh, any of these groups, by all means, give me a call at 651-289-4488. I'd love to hear from you. I mean, I'm going to tear you apart, rhetorically speaking, on the air. And you, while you will no doubt call in anonymously, you will still be humiliated but I believe in a fair and open dialogue that inevitably ends in your defeat. Not because of anything other than the fact that I am me and you are you. And this is what I do for fun, for the pure love of the game. Anyway, love to. I, by the way, I've interviewed some of these so-called anarchists before. And it's just amazing. Every last one of them is an upper middle class kid from some very, very white collar blue suburb almost everyone at the u of m back when i interviewed them back in the 80s hailed from edina or the right part of woodbury and yet they were uh, out there trying to show us bourgeois who was boss good luck with that movie review coming up oh yeah i went to a movie go figure northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. 
I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation at 1-800-462-3333. That's 1-800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my mom. She had them, I got them, and not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked me, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Bain Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. What they're doing with lasers these days is unbelievable. The staff made me feel so comfortable. And the results? Well, even my husband has noticed. Bain Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them. And you can trust them too. The best part? My insurance covered the procedure. So stop hiding your legs. Call Vein Clinics right now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-798-3399. 800-798-3399. That's 800-798-3399. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try it today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, oh, oh. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, our book of the month for June is Why We Need the Electoral College by Tara Ross. (laughs) Ironic choice of music, but perfect. 651-289-4488. 651-289-4488. Patriot Booking Go to am1280thepatriot.com. By the way, I find it ironic that uh, Big Left, when you talk about the idea that uh, if if the federal government falls too far away from the the ideals of the founding fathers, that the United States, uh, individual states, should have the right to secede from the Union. Well, you're called a traitor. But you talk about fundamentally altering how we elect our president and fundamentally changing the nature of this country from a democracy to an oligarchy, 
via the abolition of the Electoral College and the uh, the adoption of majority rule, which is something our founding fathers legitimately were terrified by the thought of, it's all perfectly kosher. One of many, many areas where big left's logic deserts it uh, and is completely unapparent to those who, I don't know, know anything about logic. Anyway, speaking of logic, um, art is almost never logical. It's not ma- a major value in, in art. And the fact that I liked the movie I saw last night is itself fundamentally not logical. Because, truth be told, I've never been a huge Elton John fan. I didn't dislike him. But when Elton John was at his peak during my junior high and high school years, I was into other stuff. I mean, to the extent that I actually got to listen to popular music, which didn't really start till I was in eighth grade because that's not what my parents wanted. I, the, when I was able to start listening to popular music and I actually found a radio that would let me listen to radio coming in from big cities like Fargo, in Chicago, of course, I discovered I loved the stuff that, that the rest of the kids in my high school weren't listening to. The Clash, the Ramones, Springsteen. Uh, I would go down to the library and read Rolling Stone every time it came out, 50 weeks a year, and and bone up on all the stuff that, that I, I wasn't hearing on the local radio stations. This, of course, back before the internet when... Hearing music from outside the norm was was kind of hard to do. You didn't hear it all over the place. And so I would listen on the skip from to WLS in Chicago and WLW in Cincinnati and uh, 3, 3WE and uh, all the other stations in Cleveland. Every once in a while, you'd catch these 50,000-watt AM stations bouncing through a clear night sky and bringing rock and roll to you, which is not something we had a lot of in rural North Dakota, although KFYR did a decent job of bringing 70s pop to you. That's how I taught myself how to play guitar, Uh, listening to the radio as I did my homework and having a guitar ready at my feet so I heard a song I'd like or even a song I didn't like that much. I could pick it up, learn to pick along with it by ear, and basically, well, basically, if it it was on the top 40 in, in the late 1970s, I know it. We could play Stump the Band, 70s and 80s edition, all night long, and I will just keep winning. But I was into a lot of stuff back then that a lot of my classmates in high school probably weren't. I, I loved the stuff that was kind of, it would be called the alternative charts today. Everything from television to Emmylou Harris to the Pretenders to the Iron City House Rockers to... Some stuff that was alternative before it became mainstream. Uh, I mean, you, you think back to the late 70s, groups like The Cars and Tom Petty, even ACDC were considered alternative bands. The Police were, were kind of subversive alternative bands, and then, and then suddenly they became pop. And this is, uh, this is what was, was very... Uh, it was one of the few things that set me apart from the crowd as a, as a tall, geeky nerd with no athletic talent at all. It's one of the things that made me stand out from the crowd, or at least thought I did. Uh, anyway, I and by the way, beyond that, I never had a lot of uh, time for pop stars sort of falling apart in public, which Elton John did. About the time I was in high school, he was going through his first public rounds of, of detoxification from drug and alcohol abuse. And if there's anything that just annoyed me back then, it was it's rock stars 
falling apart in a wave of drugs and booze and dissipation and excess. And I would read about these stories in Rolling Stone and think, well, you think you got a tough buddy? Uh, But I kept reading it because popular culture fascinated me at the time. Uh, And by the way, he was also a piano player and being a guitar player. I've got nothing against keyboard players. I always wanted to be a better piano player or keyboard player than I am. But they have a very different approach to writing music than we guitar players do. Now, Elton John was huge in the mid-1970s. Huge. I mean, he was, along with Kiss, probably Linda Ronstadt and a few others, he he dominated the charts through the mid-1970s. I was too cool for that. That being said, he had a few songs that I liked. They called them Guilty Pleasures. They were stuff from 1973 and before almost exclusively. And like, for example, the, the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album, loved it. I mean, I didn't tell my few alternative music friends I did, but I did, and I still do. Oh, Captain Fantastic, another play, another great album, actually. Uh, and it was melodic. I mean, it was interesting. It was melodic in the way that piano players can do and that guitar players usually can't. So, I mean, I didn't hate Elton John. It wasn't something I was fanatic over. I mean, like I said, I was in The Clash, Springsteen, The Who. The kinks, that kind of stuff. That was my thing. Anyway, Elton John was sort of like a lot of 70s pop music, kind of a non-entity for me. I mean, same as Fleetwood Mac and, uh, I don't know, Linda Ronstadt, people like that. Uh, His public image was annoyed me for the same reason in some ways that Donald Trump's does. I mean, just the, the vision of pure excess. Sometimes his music grabbed me. We went out of the last hour with Someone Saved My Life Tonight, which is an amazing song. And a lot of his music I don't care about. Anyway, last night I went to see Rocket Man, which uh, is his biographical picture. And you can tell baby boomers are getting up to an age where they have a lot of money to spend on things like biopics of their of their idols from their 20s and 30s, because uh, you're seeing a lot of these. I mean, last year it was Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen story. This year it's Rocket Man, the Elton John story, which was billed as a fantasy biography picture. And I see fantasy biography, I start off thinking, wow, what could go wrong? But then the more I thought about it, when you're talking about a character like Elton John, that's really kind of perfect. Because <laughs> in its own way, uh, telling Elton John's story as sort of a psychedelic fantasy, not psychedelic, but surrealistic fantasy is actually perfect. He went from, he had a surreal story. I mean, he started out as a very grossly neglected child became a piano prodigy at the Royal Academy to a sideman for a lot of pop stars to an overnight star, which, by the way, the movie gives really short shrift to. He spent eight years playing crummy gigs for two pounds a week, uh, doing a, selling songs to other British artists, doing session work, and finally got uh, his break, made the most of it, became, over the course of uh, four years, from 1969 to 1973, one of the two or three biggest artists in the world. And I'll say this. I mean, I had more fun watching the story on the movie last night than I had living through it 40 years ago. For starters, Taron Taron Edgerton uh, plays Elton John in the movie, and he is fantastic. I mean, he, he steals his own show. I think he plays Elton John better than Elton John plays himself. 
Uh, and it's some interesting stuff if you're a music trivia geek, and I most certainly am. Some interesting stuff. There's a scene at the beginning, and a, a scene that could be taken from any other struggling songwriter movie, I don't know, like Jazz Singer or Star is Born, where Elton John is playing for some sleazy manager in some Soho office, playing the piano, banging out his songs. And he plays a couple songs that are supposedly things he's written that the manager hates, uh, the agent, I should say, hates. And they're songs that, that were not from the mid-60s. They're songs that Elton John wrote in 1982 and 83 without Bernie Taupin, his longtime lyricist. And by the way, one of the worst lyric writers in the history of popular music, except that the stuff he wrote, I mean, it's terrible stuff, but it fits, fits Elton John's music to a T. So together, they're borderline Lennon and McCartney in terms of productivity. And you can say what you will about the quality of either one, but doggone it, they certainly captured bottle lightning for many years. Anyway, the it was, anyway it was I, I highly recommend the movie. It was actually really good, really dispassionate, really uh, an exceptional tra- travel through that particular part of history, I, and I enjoyed it a lot. As someone who was not a huge Elton John fan, then I I am kind of interested in the story now. And so I give it uh, two big American flags up. It's an excellent movie, and I do highly recommend it. Let's go to the phones in Minneapolis. Calvin, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Hey, Calvin. I mean, I'm Calvin. Yes, you are. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I didn't have anything to drink. I really, and I don't do that. I would um, not judge. Right. You know, um, it's, it was fun to listen to that. That, uh, about, that was your last dialogue there. It was really great. Um, my wife is kind of in a little bit of a stressful spot. She works for Hennepin County Libraries, and uh, they're being deluged with diversity training, which has nothing to do with working at the library. And, um, in fact, <clears throat> they, I'll tell you, I'll be very brief as brief as I can. They have training at the Ridgedale Library, and there are probably 40 people in the training room, and the ladies leading the training said, how many of you believe that competence should be the first, uh, the most important point when considering somebody to be hired? And my wife and five others raised their hand, and the lady said, well, what about something else as a as the first and most important thing to be hired, like your sexual um, orientation or the color of your skin? And 35 people raised their hand, and she said, well, you six get up and walk to this side of the room, and the rest of you go to that side of the room. Unbelievable. And, yeah, and then uh, they had to break up in groups in two and just kind of talk to somebody about your life story, probably trying to trying to get people to talk about how they've been prejudiced against and, and how white privilege has shut them down. And my wife said, well, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, and... And that offended this young 20-something-year-old lady. And she said, I identify as an American Indian. I'm only 25% Indian, but I identify as an American Indian. And I was picked on growing up, et cetera, et cetera, because I was Indian. And my wife said, well, that's funny. You don't look Indian. Uh-oh. And that offended her. And so she walked out of the room. And then my wife is banned from working at a library, a Penn Lake library, because that's where she works. So she can't even go there and substitute oh, wow. and work. And I thought... And um, I did, I did, you know, I did talk to some people about this, thinking this is really going to the dark side. Yeah. And uh, it seems quite unconstitutional. Isn't that, does that seem right to you? How can you, 
It does not. Yeah, I'm from working at a library. It does not. It does not. And and I strongly urge her to consult with a lawyer who specializes in these sorts of cases. Do I know any of them right now in the Twin Cities? I do not. But I would sure. I would poke out your radar and see if you can find someone who would be willing to take on the case because this sounds like something that should be grounds for a test case to 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 see to what extent uh, public organizations like the Hennepin County Libraries can can use th- these sorts of transient standards as conditions for employment. I gotta go. I'm way overdue for break, break, Calvin. But best of luck in that situation. And if you do wind up taking this to court, by all means, give us a holler because, frankly, I'd love to see Hennepin County taken down a notch uh, by this. This ties in nicely, by the way, with what I was going to talk about and what I talked about last week about the. A defeat in court of Oberlin College on P- on, on the grounds of excessive PC. We'll come back to that in a moment. Northern Alliance, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Right now, Blue Ox Heating and Air is offering a legendary $49 air conditioner tune-up. For $49, a fully trained and certified Blue Ox technician will come to your home and make sure your system is running smooth and efficiently. If your AC unit needs repair, the tune-up fee counts towards the cost. And don't forget to ask about the Blue Ox No Breakdown Guarantee. Log on to GoBlueOx.com for details. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Securities offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Sandvold Financial Group is in Minnetonka, 952-544-2837. According to a recent Barna study, schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation. Church leaders view parents, churches, and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life. However, children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school, which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence. A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half-off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. 
To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, or hashtag NarnShow, should you care to join us, and... And don't forget, King Banyan heard every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, and Brad Carlson, Sunday afternoons, 1 to 3, here at AM 1280, The Patriot, where I can guess... Tomorrow's guest, right off the top of my head, or at least the general classification of tomorrow's guest, because Brad, the Sunday host of the Northern Alliance Radio Network for the last eight years, joins us now as uh, as he takes a brief but well-deserved break from his side hustle to his side hustle as the Burt Parks of Minnesota hosting the Miss Minnesota pageant. Uh, Brad, uh, thanks for taking a little time off to uh, plug the uh, the appearance tonight. You're uh, you're, you're getting ready to host Miss Minnesota again tonight, Brad. Uh, tell us a little more. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. Good to talk to you as always. Uh, yeah, I am in uh, Eden Prairie. The Eden Prairie Performing Arts Center is where we will be crowning a new Miss Minnesota this evening. The festivities get started. Uh, I would imagine, you know, you probably, I would imagine you probably um, between 8 or 9 p.m. will probably see the announcement via social media that a new uh, Miss Minnesota will be crowned. So I'm just kind of taking a little downtime before we get back to production. And then, uh, as you alluded to, Burt Parks. Yeah, Burt Parks wore a tuxedo. I'm going to be sporting a nice touch tonight, too, Mitch Burt. So uh, I'm all over it, as I say. We expected no less. Uh, so, Brad yeah. Carlson, first of all, how long have you been doing Miss Minnesota now? This seems like it's been going on for a bit here. It's, uh, you've been at this for a bit. This will be my fifth year, and uh, been, uh, been, uh, it's been a year-by-year proposition. I always wait until they ask me to come back. I don't always assume I'm coming back year-to-year, so I haven't signed a long-term contract or anything, but uh, fifth year. And uh, this is a little different. Uh, some of you might have been paying attention to the news. Uh, it's, called, it's under the Miss America 2.0 system where they have uh, rid of the uh, swimsuit competition, so no more uh, gals in bikinis. They are more focused on the talent and specifically the social uh, uh, social platform, or uh, I guess um, what they call it there. Uh, yeah, the social platform, what they uh, are advocating for, the specific cause that they're uh, advocating for. And uh, that's certainly a big part of the new uh, Miss America 2.0. The idea is to open it up to a variety of young ladies uh, and not just the uh, those who uh, look fantastic in a bikini, which, you know, if that's your, if that's your preference, certainly nothing wrong with that. The Miss USA system still has that, but Miss America... Focusing more upon the uh, social and uh, talent aspect of it. So, speaking of uh, of of of, of uh, social uh, aspects, of course, a a friend of the Narn. It is, we we have a lot of friends of the Narn involved in Miss Minnesota because, of course, uh, one of Miss Minnesota's traditions is Miss Minnesota gets pretty much the first uh, media appearance on the Narn on Sunday after Miss uh, Minnesota is crowned. And so we have we've come up with some uh, with with some cordial friendly relationships with a lot of uh, former Miss Minnesotas and, and pageant contestants at a variety of levels, including our old friend Brooke Kilgara from ten years back, uh, which is ten yeah. years ago blows my mind, <laughs> as uh, well as 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 a few as, as Siri Free of course, uh, 
But uh, we got another friend of the broadcast uh, out uh, on the on the pageant this this year. Uh, our friend Alyssa Crum is 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 back in the running here. She's uh, taking another run at the uh, at the prize. Uh, uh, anybody else? Uh, let's let's handicap this. Of course, betting should only be done for amusement only. No money should be taking uh, changing hands here, Brad Carlson. But uh, any <laughs> any handicapping on uh, who the t- the front runners are this time around. Well, I'm hesitant to name names, Mitch, for the simple reason that, uh, you know, I don't want to take advantage of any inside knowledge I may or may not have. But I will say, uh, you know, the preliminary results were made public this week, you know, because preliminary competition took place on Wednesday and Thursday. And so typically those who win their preliminary competitions have a real good shot of, uh, of moving on on the uh, on finals night. So I'll just leave it at that. But, uh, you know, you alluded to Brooke Kilgariff. She was actually here as a judge for the teen portion, the Miss Minnesota Outstanding Teen, a young lady by the name of Rachel Lusinger was crowned last evening. And, yes, you're absolutely correct. We are going to be recognizing Brooke, Brooke Kilgariff's 10th anniversary of Miss Minnesota. Very good memory, Mitchburg. Yes, yeah. she'll be here. She's uh, been married to her husband, Brock, for two or three years now, I believe. And they have an adorable little girl by the name of Cora who is uh, prominently uh, – uh, donning sparkles on her uh, little T-shirt. I think she's about six months old now. So, uh, yeah, Brooke has gone on to be every bit the success that we predicted she would be in dating. Absolutely. So, so Brad, what's uh, what's your routine here during this? You you talk about the ongoing production starting uh, almost two hours ago here. What is the? Uh, <laughs> uh, we got about thirty seconds to go here, Brad Carlson. What the, what exactly is going on today as we as we head up towards the crowning in about uh, five six hours? Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, essentially, what we do is we just kind of go over the initial, uh, go over um, the initial script, do mic checks, and then make sure the audio is good. That we know where we're supposed to be, when we're when it's supposed to happen. We kind of keep a flow of uh, uh, of the young ladies when they go on and off stage and everything else. Just kind of you know general walkthrough, and then uh, you know once uh, about an hour and a half, hour hour and a half before showtime, I'll uh, get into get into my outfit so they can. Have, Affixed me with the uh, with the uh, mic and you know, the mic that they kind of uh, I kind of look like a time life operator. Maybe dating myself when I <laughs> indicate time life operator. You know, kind of one of those earpieces and uh, uh, microphones, so I don't have to carry a mic. And then uh, yeah, six o'clock will be uh, will be showtime. Definitely, we'll get a little something to eat around five from five thirty. We have some very generous sponsors that uh, that feed us here at the Eden Prairie Performing Arts Center. So full service operation, Mitchburg. It's a it's a fun little side hustle, as you say. My side hustle, my side hustle. Absolutely. Well, Brad Carlson, best of luck tonight. Enjoy it. Of course, uh, we'll look forward to see what what segment do you traditionally have the winner on uh, the the day after Miss Minnesota's crowning. Wonderful segue, Mitchburg. Yes, uh, she will be on at two thirty tomorrow. So the final two segments of the broadcast tomorrow, Miss Minnesota twenty nineteen. We'll be joining the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Absolutely. Brad Carlson, best of luck tonight. We'll look forward to hearing the new Miss Minnesota tomorrow. She carries on towards Miss U- uh, Miss America. Thanks for coming on with us, and uh, look forward to your show tomorrow, 1 to 3. Thank you all for tuning in today. God bless you all. God bless America. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. 
And you will know in three weeks. That's the beauty of it. Whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Tina and her husband owed big money to the IRS. We owed over $50,000. They were frightened out of their wits. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. I thought we were going to lose everything. I thought we are going to jail. Then it happened. Tina found the expert help she and her husband so desperately needed. These guys were awesome to work with. They stopped the IRS from putting liens on our homes and our cars, and they stopped them from freezing our bank accounts. They kept the IRS off our backs. We really can't thank them enough. The team of professionals at Authority Tax Services helped Tina and her husband, and they can help you. Authority Tax services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. We saved a whole lot of money. You too may qualify to get up to 85% or more off your tax liability or for other special programs. So take Tina's advice. Anybody in trouble with the IRS, give them a call. These are the guys to help you. If you owe more than $10,000, call Authority Tax Services now at 800-773-7618. Call now for your free no-obligation consultation. 800-773-7618. 800-773-7618. Message and data rate may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. AM 12 Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.